Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review for Incredibles 2 with the boys Connor. Hello. And Benny isn't here. It's only me oh, and Connor. Psych. What's up? Uh, unfortunately, Ben isn't here. Um, he is a big Pixar fan and uh, we miss you, Benny, but he'll be back next week. So, Incredibles 2, 14 years later, after the original drops, we have the sequel directed once again by Brad Bird, who did the first film, another, um, another, of, uh, another a bunch of films, including, oh, I'm, I'm losing my <laughs> mind here, well including Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and um, Tomorrowland... Yay! But uh, he's back to animation, which uh, I think you know that's that's his home ground. He did Iron Giants as well, so um, really excited to have him back. And uh, we we've reviewed a lot of trailers in the lead up to Incredibles two, and uh, I don't know how we were all feeling. Um, um, I'm I'm happy to give you how I felt about it. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know, was not looking forward to this actually. Um, I. I have a love-hate relationship with Pixar, um, largely because for a while there, they could do absolutely no wrong. And I really love the content that um, Pixar was putting out. And I'd say around the time that they put out Cars was where I think things started to to kind of show a bit of a a crack in the wall. Um, and and I felt that they were they're kind of going for sequels wasn't the best I, I really love their original um content and all that and then so yeah it's coming off this kind of love hate thing with with pixar i watched the trailer for this and found it to be really boring like i, I didn't like the way that they pieced together the trailer it didn't seem cohesive it didn't seem like there was a hook um there was very little um villain in the the trailer um and on top of all that, I didn't like the aspect that this this was a movie that was being released 14 years later, but occurred directly after the first. I thought that that was a big mistake. Yeah, I felt that was jarring to me. And, you know, Pixar in the past have very, very effectively uh, done time jumps, for example, in Toy Story 2 to Toy Story 3. There's a big time jump, but that played into the story so effectively and yeah. actually added a serious emotional punch to the film. And it seemed as though, to me, on face value, that that decision um, was going to sort of detrimentally affect the film. Um, I wasn't excited to, to kind of see, oh, another adventure with the family stuck in a time you know, vortex, yeah. si- like a Sim- Simpsons kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they're always perpetually stuck at that age. Uh, and to 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 reiterate what Connor just said, you know, the trailers were weak for this. I thought it yeah, focused the- so much on the dad and uh, Mister Incredible and Jack Jack. And for me, it really, as you said, where was the hook? Why was I going to see this other than the brand yeah. Incredibles and, too? And obviously, the brand was pretty strong because this had an enormous amount of pre-sales. Like the, the smashing it. The estimates for for what this is going to make is going to make on its first weekend are huge. Yep. Yeah, so, it's destroying um, it right now. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of um brand um goodwill. But we both are fans of the original. I think that the first one is probably one of the best superhero films out there. Yeah, I, I would concur with that. It's I would uh, agree with that. One of those films that tends to slip under the radar for me though. 
Um, I don't think about it until it's in front of me. Then I'm like, oh, God, yeah, that's right. I absolutely love this film. Um, and I think that if Ben were here, he would echo those sentiments. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, the first one is is so good. And, and again, that's a really hard thing to follow up. Yeah. So that was kind of how we were expecting and to, you know, going into this film. And we pick up... Basically, immediately after the first film in this one. Well, the 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 last one ends with the underminer or whatever. Underminer, yeah. Um, and this one picks up with the underminer. There's a there's a small scene before, um, that was was kind of put in there for a little bit of context. But um, I'm not sure why it was there. That that seemed a bit odd. Um, but nonetheless, kind of fit into the the um, overall movie. I suppose all right. Um, I'm gonna take a back step. Sorry. Because I feel like we've missed something that's pretty critical in Pixar films. Yeah. This is a short. Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. I before, it yeah, fun. before we get too stuck into the movie, what did you think of the short? Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. The little dumpling growing up. And yeah. It was cute. Yeah. It cute, was very cute. Fun. Gets you in the mode for Pixar. Yeah. Really wonderfully animated. Beautiful. Pixar is... is They've gone to a new level, I feel. They have a weird way of making certain things look photorealistic. Like, there was a um, a shot of things being cooked in a wok, and it yeah, gorgeous. Like, it looked really, really good. It's the Evidently, it's the way the light bounces off objects. Yeah. That is a big deal clincher in the realism. Yeah. Um, oh, and you can, that's, you can always tell, because there's a sheen on an yep. animation that it's that, that randomization yeah. of the way the light bounces but yeah the short was fun it was very cute and as i said i i, I love seeing those and it's it, it pixar they are fucking talented man oh i mean undoubtedly and um, and incredibles 2 as a film in terms of the look it looks outstanding like some of the does. hair on uh, elastigirl uh, some of the texturing in this, some of the the explosions. I mean, it is an absolutely beautiful film. It is absolutely beautiful, but they they managed to hit a level of stylization that I thought was really cool as well. It ties it into the first one. Ties it into the first one. It has that like almost kind of comic book, early comic book look. Some of the way that the lighting, um, or some of the kind of there's certain scenes where it it looks like it's just been drawn. Like, it doesn't look computer animated in certain ways. Um, so, a really, really good looking film right off the bat. So, irrespective of anything else, that was on par with what I'd expect from Pixar. And uh, the, like, the retro futurism, like, all the TVs have that yeah. sort of old 50s look, and the monorail has a certain look. Yeah. I so this love was... that kind of throwback, but futuristic. I don't know vibe. what period this is meant to take in. Or what, you know, time period it's meant to be in. Yeah. Um. I I can't even remember what the first one was. There any defined time period? I don't for that? think so. Because there's just there's, a fictional world. Well, that and that's kind of what I I realize is that this is definitely not meant to be our kind of modern world. No, um, yeah. For there's sure. a different aesthetic to it. Um, a very cool aesthetic to it. Um, but obviously they have a lot of like very modern technology um so yeah it makes for a cool world and, and i liked the world building that they had um what about the main uh plot thread you know what you know so, this, is, this is undoubtedly a beautiful film but what about you know those concerns about what was this film actually going to be about 
I I genuinely went into it very concerned, and maybe it's because of my expectations, or maybe because it's genuinely good. I thought it was really good. I liked the way that they went with this. Um, I think there's a you know a lot of ways to screw this movie up, and only a few ways to pull it off. And I think that you know I think they did one of the ways that they pulled it off. I was yeah. really happy with how that went. Yeah, I th- I think it was solid. Um. I have a few issues with some of the um, some of the decisions they made in this film. I think the family dynamics of the Incredibles and what they do with some of the characters and the way Mister Incredible is sort of the stay-at-home dad, which is most definitely in the trailers. I think some of those scenes were so funny, mm-hmm. so effective, endearing, had drama to them. Uh, and I think, especially for some dads that are going to take their kids to see this, I think they're going to get a real kick out of that. And, and yeah. To be like, I know that feeling. I know yeah. that feeling well. But I thought this film was super lackluster in terms of um, the bad guy and and the main thread. You know, fantastic that the dynamics was great between the Incredibles, you know, had a ball seeing them interact. But, you know, beyond that, like... What else are we getting here? Like, we could do this in a number of adventures with The Incredibles. I didn't feel like this film had a real sort of crux to it. Yeah, I um, I think that the f- I agree with you where the family side of it and the um, the dad trying to keep up with the kids and all that was probably the strong point of this film. Um. I don't know that I'd say that they failed in the main kind of story plot um, or the, 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 the kind of heroes versus the villain. It was very much less villain-centric than the first one. And I think that one of the things that may have happened is that, I don't even know how you get around it, is that you're going to be split off into two kind of storylines. You've got the the dad storyline and you've got the mom storyline. And I think that any time that you split storylines, it's never going to feel quite as punchy as if you had one very clear movement forward. And we talked about that recently with Deadpool. I think this is far better than Deadpool in terms of how they manage it because there's only kind of two um split offs. But you can only focus on so much. So I, I think that would probably be one of the f- weaknesses of the film potentially. Yeah, I mean, like, think about Syndrome Man from the first one. He is such a good villain. Uh, and this film, like, I, I knew, I, you know, I say this all the time on the podcast, I suck at guessing what who the bad guy is in, uh, oh, you're in the bad. movie. I'm terrible. You're so bad. <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't even try. But in this one, I picked it from the get-go, and I was like, if I can guess it, then it's fucking generico plotto. So this is something that's kind of come up with a few people in their criticism of the film, is that the reveal is actually pretty obvious. It's and weak. That, as far as I'm concerned, is is probably true. Um, at the end of the day, this is still a kid's film, and I don't think that the kids are going to catch on to that. It's definitely, you know, you're, you're playing off the movie, not the characters, necessarily. Because um, you know the way that those kind of reveals are normally meant to, you know, transpire, and 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 in, at least in this film, there's only so many people that could be the bad guy. Um, so yeah, I I, I 
It just wasn't compelling enough for me. I wasn't invested in that side of the story. And for me, that made it very lackluster in a lot of ways. Well, they tried to pull off a reveal. And that's, I mean, if you're going to do that, you got to... You got to really make sure that you're swimming yeah. for the fence, and I, I don't think that they did that. I think that you know they did a pretty. Um, I don't want to say a poor job because I still enjoyed it, but it was by the numbers the reveal. But there's some there's some a strength of this film is some of the conversations about the superheroes' obligations. You know, if you're born with a certain talent, yeah, are you they- obligated? Like, there's some really cool stuff there. And there's some great stuff, dialogue between, um, you know, pillow talk between uh, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible. But they separate those characters. And I felt like that was a missed opportunity because yeah. I want to see more of that. So they definitely tackled some kind of political and, and, and societal issues. Um, and quite well without hitting you over the head too much, yeah, I thought. I thought that, you know, whenever these kinds of things come up in films, I like subtlety. Um if, if, like providing that the film is not about that subject, if they're trying to weave in, you know, kind of contextual or or um, societal issues, then I, I like it when they kind of address it offhandedly or when it kind of naturally comes up yeah. in dialogue. I thought that the best case of that was the pillow talk yeah. of, and this is in the trailer. It's it's obviously Elastigirl is off fighting crime and and he's stuck at home, and it's kind of the role reversal, and it it, it is. Um, kind of definitely playing off the the woman no longer needing to be at home type thing, and their pillow talk was such a good um display of of that and 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 him trying to adjust to the new regime type thing. I thought that was really excellent. Um, some of the conversations between her and um one of the other kind of main female characters in this, I felt were starting to get a little bit too on the nose, and I felt like. Like there was a a full on philosophical discussion that she had with so like I can't remember the name unfortunately one of the the sister. Um, I like that, and, and but you know I mean what? like this is a kids film, and I don't yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, I'd like you to show me, not tell me. Like I, I don't like, like characters having a philosophical discussion in the middle. For of it. me though, sometimes in animated films, dialogue between characters can just seem like and these guys were like they seem like the actors were in the same room recording the dialogue. Like sometimes it can just feel very copy pasted yep. and not natural, but all the dialogue in this felt like those characters were in the same room talking with each other, and I appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, like, look, as far as dialogue goes, it was fine, but I just, for me, I felt like I, I didn't need a, a a political or philosophical discussion, and, and nothing to do with the content. Just literally <laughs> don't need a, uh, any kind of philosophical or or kind of heavy talk in a kids' film. Show me, and I thought the pillow talk the pillow talk was far more kind of um, uh, laxical and 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 you know funny and 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 but still got the point across. Got very yeah. much got the point across. Like you could just see, like he was the entire film. This guy is trying to deal with the fact that he's been you know stuck with the kids, and she's out there you know being in the center of attention, which is something that he had before. I, I thought that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Him trying to be there for his wife and act. You know, supportive. really supportive and happy and, yeah. and all that. <laughs> I love that. He there was, was some it, really great moments. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And they didn't shy away from it. They were just like, yeah, this is how this guy yeah. would feel. So it's a hit to his ego. But yeah. uh, listen, it's been a number of years since I've been seen Incredibles, The Incredibles, the first one. 
Did did it have this kind of commentary to it? Because I can't seem to remember it had like that sort of it addressed deconstructing it. the comic book, deconstructing some of the elements. You know, um, no, maybe not deconstructing, but saying like roles and responsibility, vigilante, illegal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a major, major thing of of the first one. Okay, um, they had uh, they were sub- subverting some of the kind of common, um, you know, uh, they they had a gender one in there as well. She she made makes the comment about we can't let the guys have all the fun um, type thing. And then it was very much, there was a, a kind of commentary at the beginning about she's at home and he's out there, you know, doing his hero stuff and, and, and that. So, okay. Yeah. You see, I, as I said, it's it was been a in number there. of years, but it felt like this one had more of that kind of deconstructing the comic book genre aspect to it compared to the first one. No, I'd say probably on par. Okay. With the cool. First cool. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I but I, I I over overall I liked the the commentary I liked the the plot. Um, there were some scenes that I thought were some of Pixar's best. Yes, yeah, there was well. some hilarious stuff in here. Really, really, really funny. Um, uh, I, we can probably talk about that in spoilers. I don't yeah. want to get too heavily into it. Is there anything else that that you want to talk about before we get into spoilers? Solid score, not as good as the first one. Yep, I, I didn't feel, I and I missed the spy aspect. I think. Of the first one. I remember the first one having a very definitively a spy aspect to it. And this one was more aligned with maybe a superhero film. Um, so, you know, I, I actually, you know, Incredibles 2 for me as an overall wrap up is, you know, for me, I wasn't going in with high expectations, but after seeing, you know, all the positive goodwill in all the reviews, um, I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, and I thought that when this film was firing all cylinders was when the family was all together, but it didn't have a th- a plot that sustained that. Like, put these characters, make a short, you know, make a make a make a short film on that. That's, you get the same I, function out of this. No, I, I think that this definitely needed to be. I I don't think you could condense everything that this story need, needed I mean, to tell. Just the fact that these characters worked well together for me wasn't enough. That that's not enough I, for me. Yeah, I, and and like I said, that was obviously the strength of the film, um, and the plot was kind of sidelined. Um, but ultimately, I, it didn't detract too much from this, in my opinion, at least. Um, before we get onto spoilers, um, any shoutouts in in terms of voice actors? I mean, Samuel L. Jackson as as Frozen is 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 always entertaining. Great value. Yeah, great to see that character back. I always loved that character. Yeah, the the two standout characters for me have always been. Um, uh, him and and Edna Mole, uh, the the costume designer. Oh yes, who is actually I found out voiced by Brad Bird. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The costume designer is voiced by Brad Bird. Go yeah, her, her scene was a nice. It was nice to see that character occur. They had to bring her back. Re-occur. She she's she was one of the funniest aspects of the first one. She her little monologue on no capes. Um. Yeah, and in this one, I think I think they brought it back with with the same kind of humor and yeah, uh, yeah, it was genuinely good. Yeah, I think Craig T. Nelson as Mister Incredible. Yep. Uh, I just some of the scenes in here, as I said, the dads will get a kick out of this film. Yeah, I think he really sells that, and I loved the scenes he had with Jack Jack. So yeah, yeah. I, I think overall, like, really solid across the board and. And the kids recasting the kids uh, didn't didn't or at least Flash. Yeah. I, I know Flash was definitely recast. I'm not sure about the other character Violet, but not jarring, fits yep. seamlessly. 
Yep. And 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 going into it, I I talked about how I didn't like the fact that there there was no gap in between the first and second one. I I think I was wrong. Yeah. Like me I think too. they pulled it off really well. Like I uh, I um it worked. Yeah, and I'll be interesting to see if going back to the first one that improves the first viewing because that would be really spectacular to improve on that film. Yeah. I it makes me want to watch the first one again because yeah. I love that movie. It is really good, yeah. Um all right, let's jump into spoilers. Um, for anyone that hasn't watched the film, go check it out. Um, we're now in spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the first things to comment on is that this Jesus. <laughs> um, the first thing to comment on is that this this movie is probably best uh, described as you know, take care of Jack Jack movie. And I'm not disappointed in the slightest. Uh, one of my favorite little skits from the first one was the babysitter trying to take care of Jack-Jack. And they've just expanded on that with this one. Um, I really enjoyed it. The best, you and me were talking, the best scene of this entire um, film was the raccoon scene. Yeah. Jack-Jack and the raccoon. I could watch that scene, oh God, a hundred times. That that was definitely the best scene by yeah. far. I was... You you were chuckling away in the cinema. I was I was just loving it. Mm-hmm. Almost reminded me. He almost reminded me of Scrat from the <laughs> Ice Age films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very kind of like that style of. Yeah, he had the same sort of snout. Yeah. I don't know. He reminded me of that. Uh, but truly a fantastic scene. And Jack Jack's powers is a fun aspect of this film. Yeah, and there's a lot of comedic aspect with that that you can do. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that with no dialogue and just kind of animating their faces and their movements, you could get a really good sense of what these characters were thinking in that interaction. I mean, yep. the, the way that they animated that raccoon was really spectacular. And I loved the lead up to it as well. I loved uh, looking at the TV, the seeing the masks, just the expression on Jack-Jack's face. Um, that all made for a really entertaining scene. I loved um, like Mr. Incredible discovering his powers, discovering mm-hmm. Jack-Jack's powers. Becoming and that more and sequence, more. like where he's reading him the book, Jack Jack falls asleep, and then he puts him to bed, then he goes and sits at the, on the couch, and then you know, just the repetition of that scene was really fun. Yeah, and 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 great, as you said, Jack Jack, like that animation on that character, he doesn't say a word, but you see pure delight in that baby's yeah. face, and it's infectious. Mm. It's so like, yeah, it's really well done, and it's it, hilarious. And it, I think that is. I think it's tough to contend with that when you're when you're trying to kind of think of the plot of this film. I think they knew that they needed a villain and they they knew that they wanted, you know, Jack Jack to be interacting at home and that. And I think those are two things that are hard to like give due attention to in one film. Um which kind of leads us to the, the we we talked about in the non-spoiler review about the the sister being quite obviously the the villain. Did you pick the sister or did you kind of pick um at least the sister or the brother. Yeah, I picked it's them, not okay. necessarily just the sister. But yeah. honestly, it didn't. There wasn't enough to the fact that the brother wasn't involved that it made it interesting. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure it was going to be her. Um, but one of the things that I hate that movies do um, is when a character or a company or uh, a theme or anything like that is introduced in a movie, you can tell how they want 
the the audience to align themselves based on the kind of like the music and the mood and the positioning. Like if a character comes out and seems like a bit of a dick, um, you know, to, or like you know, there's an ominous sound. Like you're like, all right, well, this is, you know, they're they're setting up for some kind of reveal, and I I don't like that. Yeah, it 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 makes it too obvious. It adds too much of a precursor to it. It yeah. telegraphs it. Yeah. So I mean, I, I remember this the scene very specifically. He invited them to Dev Tech, and the first shot of the building, you get this ominous music, and you're like, "All right, I'm meant to associate Dev Tech with being the bad guy, the bad guy, yep. without you explicitly telling me." So you're like, "All right, I like this. This has immediately set my expectations for these characters." Yeah, and then. You know, the kind of the next scene, they position it as he's a bit of a weird kind of dick. And then she's like the, you know, the sister that we're met or that we're meant to feel sorry for. So, again, it feels like they're trying to move our emotions one way or another. And and it just to me, it kind of screamed. She's the one like she's going to. I don't know what it was. It was about that first scene when they came in. She came in late. Yeah. I was like, you guys. There's nobody else in this other than the Underminer, and I'm pretty sure he's not coming back. We've already moved on from that character. Yeah. It's got to be you guys. Yeah. Uh, so th- that was... Yeah, and uh, and that was, for me, the weak part of the film, and we spent so much time following Elastica, unraveling these mysteries, and it was just like... It was felt so flaccid. Yeah. I, yeah, and, and that that kind of... That was a little bit disappointing. Because the thing is, with all those scenes that are so fantastic with Jack-Jack and all that, that's fantastic. But you can put that in any kind of other Incredibles 3, Incredibles 4, you know, any different... There was no integration. I didn't feel there was a proper integration of the family with the plot. I think that there was. um, And I don't think it was the integration that really... I mean, there was a commentary on the superheroes and, you know, being born into the family with certain powers. You have a certain responsibility. Look, I I think uh, that... uh, Superheroes, illegals, when they do good, vigilantism. That whole part I thought was good. Yeah, I thought that was was good. That was the part that I enjoyed. It was fine. The part that I think let me down was the villain, ultimately. I I think that's what really kind of... If we're going to boil it down to one thing, it was the fairly obvious nature of the reveal. Like I, uh, I didn't really like connect was, well, with the brother and sister very much. Like yeah. he felt very sleazy, and it felt like they were kind of purposely doing that. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to kind of describe it. It's it's very subtle in the way that they present these characters. It's not just the reveal that's the issue. It's the the way the plot and the the, way, this, the sequence of events. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that it's nothing to do with the the connection with the family or the connection with that side plot. I guess I think that was all done really well. It's for me, it's literally just that reveal side of it left me wanting a little bit more. And I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying I would have preferred something a little bit more I don't know, spicy. I think one thing I liked was the some of the other characters they brought in, like Void. I thought that was a really cool character. I liked how they kind of enhanced the superhero world. There's other... Well, yeah, there's obviously like other like superheroes the out there. guy and there's the guy who crushed metal. You yeah, know. some weird costume de- or like weird um, design. It worked for that. me. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I wish they'd 
gone a bit more further into that. Well, see, again, I, I, I don't think they should have. They, I think they were already spreading their resources. Like, this is a two-hour film. It's a yeah. long film. There's a lot that they needed to cover. I don't think, if anything, they should have been cutting some of that, maybe. What about the action? Did you like the action sequences? There's nothing really stands out to me. Um, Like the boat at the end, eh, the train scene. You know, it, well, it depends on what you mean. Like, I, I liked the concept that they had with the bike. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, that Lassa girl's bike would like split in two, and then that she would be able to. I'll like, give it that. Jump around. I thought, I'll give it that on yeah. a concept level. That's really cool. Um, that probably was the best action scene. But. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, I no, the best action scene is still Jack, Jack, and and the rodent, and. <laughs> uh, and I consider that a, uh, an action scene. An action scene. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> this is the most it ridiculous. It kind of thing. is. Well, when you think about it, somehow both the raccoon and Jack Jack know, like, karate. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're going at it at, at, in a fight yeah. scene. It's not just like they're, they're blocking punches yeah. and throwing jabs and stuff. Like, it's really funny and when you think about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, there's some really cool aspects to that. Like, the, um, the train scene, I thought, I think was pretty cool. Um, I liked the the tech of the boat, you know, from a, again from a concept level. What about the underminer scene at the beginning? Did you like that? I thought that was solid. Nothing, yeah, nothing amazing. Pretty solid. Like it, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, like, I think in general, I was just, you know, I wasn't going in expecting a lot, but it kind of did disappoint me a little bit. And that sounds really stupid, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, maybe I, maybe it was the reviews that I read before and how high it is uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe that sort of what's it on for Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety something. It's on ninety five apparently. I I don't know if it deserves a ninety five. Like I was expecting, like you know, I was I'm expecting a Wally, I'm expecting an Up, I'm expecting a Toy Story three, and and Incredibles two is not yeah. one of those. So look, wait. So IMDb and, and Metacritic have it sitting around between eighty and eighty six percent. At Rotten Tomatoes has a 95%. I actually agree with that Rotten Tomatoes in, in the sense that it's meant to be taken as a Rotten Tomatoes score. So I don't think anyone should put this as Rotten. I don't think there's anything in this that has failed enough to put fair, it as Rotten. So fair enough. As far as I'm concerned, that should be 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's that divisive. I think it's a solid film. It looks really good. It does fail on the, the villain aspect, or not even fail, but doesn't quite deliver on the, the villain aspect. But um, everything else, I think, is, is really top-notch. Um, but it, for me, it's a 6 out of 10 to 7 out of 10. Really? Yeah, it's, I don't think it even hits an 8. I think, we're uh, for me, I, it's sitting pretty safely around an 8. I don't like yeah, we don't of scores. Do. We don't, but I guess in relation to that Rotten Tomatoes, you know, 95% of all people give it a positive rating as a, as a do, yes do or a no. If someone came to you and, and said that this is a stinker. No, it's, not, it's, it's a thumbs up. In Rotten Tomatoes, it's not Rotten. It's a thumbs up. Yeah, like, and that makes sense to me. It does, yes. So that, that score makes sense. But when sense. you see 95%, you know, in my mind, I, I equate that to, wow, that's a 9 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't, but I do. And, you know, I guess I'm uh, my own worst feeling, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, any other things that, that kind of stuck out? No. Oh, I just really want to go watch uh, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, the only thing that I'm trying to think of in terms of scenes and, and things that I enjoyed, the, the Edna um, bit in this I thought was um, as enjoyable, perhaps, as the first one. 
um, her outrage that, you know, she was wearing something else. Like that was a fun thing for me that they set that up because you knew as soon as, as um, they said that they, the, there was a different costume designer, you knew that that was going to cause some conflict. Yeah. And, and that I really enjoyed that. Um, and I, I enjoyed the um, ensuing dialogue between her and, and um, Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Good fun. Um, look, I think that this is a good sign for Pixar. I think this is a step in the right direction. Um, when I think about what they've put out recently, I'm very happy. Did you ever watch Coco? No, I missed that. I I really recommend it. Yeah, everyone said it was quite good. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It was a gorgeous film, really gorgeous film. Um, and I think it's really uh really worth giving a look. I must, I must definitely check that out. Well, guys, that's our review for Incredibles 2. Let us know what you thought of the film in the comments on YouTube. And, of course, you can listen to this episode on YouTube with visuals or on Apple Podcasts. And uh, don't forget to give us a like on Facebook and Instagram at The Podcast Strikes Back. We'll be back next week with some more movie antics with the boys Connor. Fairly well. And uh, your boy George. And Ben, hopefully. Ben should be back. We'll see you. See you.